Tune in to the True North Podcast, where Talia Kyra Mirvash explores emotional awareness, authentic self-improvement, and personal growth practices that have helped hundreds change their lives, including her own. Talia is a certified life coach and speaker who helps souls navigate towards their own true north. Join Talia and her guests each Monday to see how you can navigate, locate, and recalibrate your inner compass to gain a purposeful, authentic, and fulfilling life. Let's dive in. Hello, everyone, and thank you so much for tuning back into the True North Podcast. I'm your host, Talia Kyra Mervash. Today in episode 95, we have a very special guest. We have a guest who's been on this podcast before, back in January of 2021, talking about her fertility journey. And now here we are in November of 2022, talking about her baby, Gloria, who is about to be born this week. As this episode airs, literally within 24 hours of this episode airing, she will be hopefully holding Gloria, her baby, in her arms. If you've listened to that past episode or not, it doesn't matter because this episode is going to give you a whole recap of that one and so much more. We're talking about fertility to fruition. And it's just, it's such a miraculous story and you're going to want to listen to the whole episode because it's just so empowering and especially for women trying to conceive on a fertility journey like Maria has been for years now. And she's finally here to tell her story. So listen in and let's go. Beautiful soul. Oh my goodness. This is like so serendipitous. How are you? I'm really, really well. I am a different human, but I'm well. How are you? You are a glorious, and I use that word for a reason, and just you're radiating, you're glowing. And I am just so honored to have you here again, but basically what a full year and eight, nine, 10 months later. It's going to be two years and just two months. So that's January. Yeah. Yeah. I really, I had to come back and I told you I'd come back. Actually. I know for a fact at the end of that, I was like, I will be back and I will be pregnant yeah we did did. I remember because we were like okay we'll have you on you know maybe like next year and see where you're at (laughs) yeah yeah and here we're at it's not yeah we're still you manifested that and we're going to talk about manifesting because that just kind of goes in the whole theme of of what we're going to talk about today but I am again so honored to have you here because your story, your journey up until this point, because our journeys are never ending, it's so beautiful. But up until this point, you have completely transformed your mindset, your life, and your mission. Like your purpose has really cultivated. And I've got to be a part of the entire journey. And it's been so beautiful to watch and to support you and to just be here always like popping in our messages to each other and, you know, working with you for your, your business, the homeschool admin was just so lovely. And, and now you're here from the last episode of doing pre-parenthood prepping for, you know, to get, to become your purpose, which is a mom, which you've always known and feel so, so connected to to having a miscarriage, to going through so many journeys with your fibroids and 
and figuring out the whole process. And we're going to talk about all of it because it's just so helpful to know as a woman, but now you're here and you are how many weeks pregnant? 34 weeks. We are today is the day that I give my little baby girl a two week notice because we'll see each other in two weeks, love. And I have a everything you need right here on the outside (laughs) time to come out it's just like so surreal I feel like time's standing still but we are 34 weeks and time's not standing still she's growing and she's strong and she's great and her name's Gloria yeah her name is Gloria and she's so glorious and we give all of that to God and I just can't wait to talk more about how how she got here and what you did to help that. And, and, you know, right before we started recording, you had said, we don't really want to connect with the word manifest because it's like, no, it's all God. Like God did it all. And I'm like, no, no. Like you also took hands with God and you did it together. And yes, we're giving God, God all the glory, but like you took the action, you changed your lifestyle, you changed your mindset, you did the work and now you're here sitting in front of us, literally about to pop with Gloria to come out into the world <laughs> so soon. Hopefully a Sagittarius baby like myself. I just, I can't wait. I'm so, I'm so excited for you. So how are you feeling? Like, where do you even want to begin with this conversation? <laughs> <It's okay. laughs> I know, right? You're, well, first of all, you're getting me really teary-eyed and like, it's just, I really love that we're doing this two weeks before baby comes. <laughs> Um, one week after or the first, you know, I don't know when this is going to come out, probably a few weeks after you're changing to the true north, because I, this is, it, it describes my, <laughs> my adventure, <laughs> this, this journey very, very well. And I think that it can relate to anybody's journey. You know, we all have journeys to the things that we want and that we love and that we have desire for ourselves, for our families. Um, big or small but this is the biggest one of my life and the what feels like the most important and I've done it but like you said I've done it with a lot of faith um, very a lot of surrendering to the process of being faithful and listening to my intuition which is you know which is God and the Holy Spirit speaking to me um, and just sort of obeying and following um, my my true north, so uh, yeah, there's a few. You know, there's a there's a bunch of things we can go into. I'd love to share with you um, how how we've become successful in our fertility journey or our journey to our child. And I think I said before, I don't use, I never use the word infertility because I didn't um, like it. It's not what I I wasn't wanting to label myself that. So at one point I changed it to being in fertility, like um, I was in the path of fertility and, and then I just call it my fertility journey altogether because that's what it is. You know, we all have pieces that we have to put together or figure out about our bio identity, what's going on inside of our bodies and our cells and our pee and our poop and our spit, all the stuff like that is like tells us what, whether we're well or we're not. And And especially as a woman, with um, cycles and hormones and pieces in your body that you don't even think are related to your hormones that will have a huge effect on your fertility uh, are, we're a part of this. So I definitely want to share and dive in with you with that. 
Thank you for so, having me. Yes, of course. And I think the, the main thing that I want to get across today with you is sharing that yes, miracles are possible and anything is possible, but you made such courageous moves and it just speaks to who you are in, in your character. Like God made you to be this like fierce, never say never. And, you know, I won't take no for an answer kind of woman. And I think because you unlock that in yourself, whether you've always been that way or not. And for anyone listening, like you can train that courage to like pop off at any moment, whenever you need it, but you unlocked it like at least a hundred times within the last year, because you started going to the chiropractor, you started going to acupuncture, you started seeing a naturopath, you changed your diet, you cut out like, oh, I remember we were talking about it. Like months ago before Gloria, before anything, you were like, yeah, I cut, I'm allergic to cane sugar and, and all these things. And I'm like, how are you like, how, what do you eat? Like it's in everything, you know? And not because we're, I'm trying to, you know, say we're allowed, but like, it's so awful, everything that's in our foods, but like you got to the roots and you cut them out and you literally yeah. did that. And you were like, there's no way around it. Like this is I want a baby. I want a child. This is my mission and my purpose. And all I have to do is cut out cane sugar. Absolutely. All I have to do is move my body a couple times a day and drink water before my coffee. That's all I have to do. Yeah. I obey. I hear you. I'll do it. And you did. Yeah. One of the things that this is bringing up for me is so basically you're right. I went to the chiropractor. I started seeing acupuncturist. I did that for a full year. Um, from January 2021 till probably January or October maybe no it was October to October at one point and I had done your last podcast episode with you in between and I was seeing the chiropractor and acupuncturist at the time well it just didn't work you know like there's things that you're going to try on your fertility journey that aren't going to be it and you can't there's only so long you can put into it I mean I couldn't spend um the money over and over again if I if it wasn't getting seeing results so I had to take my take my resources and, and shift them differently and so it was the next steps were like testing myself and my husband um for different things and so he you know he did the sperm test and everything's fine and he's got the super stuff and <laughs> he was so proud of himself you know because there's also another person on this journey there's also another person on this journey. And so he was doing, you know, he, he took his first big step. He took his first leap of like, there is, could there be something inside of me that needs some looking at, you know, because we're, as women, we're the ones who are always looked at and prodded and poked and told to try this and do that because we're the nest and, you know, the, we're the womb, we're the, we're the nurturer from the beginning as our baby is implanted into us, but there's also the other part of it. And so we did testing and he, his sperm test came back fine. Um, but then I decided um, at the, I decided that we, oh, I had gotten another fibroid in front of the, my right tube. I needed a second surgery actually last summer. Um, 
summer 2021, I had another mm -hmm. surgery of a fibroid in the front of my right tube. It wasn't as invasive as the mm -hmm. myomectomy that I've had before, which is like a C-section to take out really large size. They're tumors, but they're not um, cancerous. Fibroids are. Mm -hmm. And so my first time, just reminding all the listeners back, I, I've had pear size, like three pear size fibroids inside my uterus and many other smaller ones that they took out like a bucket full back in 2018. And then, um, yeah, we, ha we conceived a child in 2020 and miscarried and had that um, whole pro process. And then I had an episode with, with Tal on her podcast and bringing you up to speed after that I had another surgery where I had a one centimeter fibroid sitting in front of my right tube so they really wanted to get that out and we got that out and so we were doing all the like surgical and um surgical and western medicine steps and so the next step after that was IUI which we tried twice I believe and then IVF because that's the path they're sending you on it's just like four pegs on a you know, you try this, you try that, you try this, you try that. Okay, go to IVF. And like, IVF just wasn't like on our hearts. It really didn't feel, especially when we went into the consultation, it felt really, really far removed from who we are and what God wants for us. Um, I'm not saying it's not a tool or I wouldn't ever use. It's just wasn't, it it was, I was getting the, this is not, this is not the path that you're supposed to be on, but you were supposed to come in to this consultation visit and sit here and take this information in and see what this path is all about. And so my husband sat in the office with his arms crossed and like, didn't say a word. He was like, he was like Frankenstein in there. It was so funny and weird and frustrating. I was like, why are you being like this? Hello. <laughs> like, say yeah. something. But he just felt so uncomfortable. It wasn't right for him. And I was just trying to take the information in. I was really in there to see how much that ticket price is, right? Because I need him to hear that what the ticket price is. I know of another path. I knew there was a different option for us at the time, but IVF was where the doctors who are in allopathic medicine were sending us. These are the steps they're gonna send you through if we can't conceive. But I had that naturopath on the back of my hand. Like I, I, I had a friend who had, all these things that she was struggling with as well. And she went and she got pregnant and she had been referring me to her, but she, a naturopath costs out of pocket penny, <laughs> pretty penny. Um, but it's not that, I mean, it was, it was a little over $3,000 for a year's worth of really looking into exactly who you are and what you need. So when I arrived at the naturopath, because we ultimately decided $22,000 for IVF or $3,500 for a naturopath. And then, and it's, it was an obvious answer. But also when we were sitting in the office, the IVF doctor gave me the naturopath's card and said, oh, by the way, this is somebody you probably wanna work with um, when you're doing IVF, or we would want to see this as a backup. That's because great though. I remember you talked about that and you were like, I'm so glad that they were like, oh, we could do this hand in hand. Like I can do this and that. But then you're like, well, why don't I just start there before we do this whole process? And I want to make it clear too, that you're not saying you went with natural paths because it was cheaper. You went with it because it's actually harder. It's actually like more root, more, more of what you were aligned with in that moment because of like, this is going to get to the root 
root cause and I'm like, oh, why don't we do that instead? Because then we can do IVF if we need to after. And when we do, I when and if we ever did IVF, I wanted to have the best chances. And so you're not yes. going to have like, you're not going to have, you're not going to be as fertile with what you're putting into your body, the, those embryos, if your body is still all sort of like not fertile soil, not cleaned up, not fertilized and, you know, and optimized. And exactly. this is what a naturopath does for you. They optimize your fertility when you are, um, they optimize your health in general. So before I had even seen the naturopath for the first time, met her or anything, I, you know, signed up, I got myself signed up and we did labs. So we did a blood lab and we did a stool lab and, um, found out a lot of things. Again, this is before I even like, I didn't even have a telehealth. I didn't have a appointment with her at all. She did ran all these tests with the intentions of finding what out was going on inside my body. And we found that I had hypothyroidism, Hashimoto's, which is, which is a thyroid autoimmune disease on top of having hypothyroidism. I had a leaky gut, a yeast infection in my gut, which was um, being fed and just like over exploding by gluten and sugar and um, some other food sensitivities that just feed those, feed the leaky gut and the, don't help you. I had a multiple deficiencies, iron, vitamin D, um, I, I couldn't even, I'd have to take a minute to think about the list of deficiencies yeah. that I had. And I was able to heal my, within five months of following her protocols and different supplements and herbs, um, herbal supplements to heal my gut and help my, um, just even out like sleep, even like I was taking things to help me sleep and regulate my blood sugar and things like that. Um, within five months, I was pregnant. I mean, those five months were really excruciating because you're right. Like you mentioned, I cut out gluten, which I've never done that in my life. And I cut out all cane sugar. So <laughs> that's like your tea without any sugar in it. That's like different ketchup because ketchup has it in it. That's the different sriracha sauce. You can't have the bread, even the gluten-free breads, they have cane sugar in them. So you buy gluten-free items, you come home and there's cane sugar in it. And cane sugar was the one thing that was really like making me reactive. I was throwing up. There was a point right after that surgery, I had gotten, I had it like cold for a day or two. And then I was throwing up for like every week I would throw up randomly. And this was just before I started seeing the naturopath. And then when I heard from her, what I need to do, recommendations, take these things, which again, you're buying the supplements out of your pocket. So it's not the easiest thing, but it does feel a lot better than spending money and time and effort, just like trying things on, you know, this was a straight up Maria. This is what's going on in your body. If you did this, it would definitely help. And how it did, it did help. It helped. And by the way, if you have thyroid issues, Thyroid issues are huge in pregnancy and they're checking your thyroid and keeping it level in pregnancy, but in pre-pregnancy and pre-parenthood and the trying to conceive stage, nobody's really looking to optimize that. And it actually needs to be optimized in order for your hormones to be balanced and help you to have the, you know, all the things that you need to like take the, to the progesterone, all the other levels that go along with like your cycle 
are connected to your thyroid, are connected to how you carry in pregnancy. And so if your thyroid is off, there's risk for miscarriage and there's risk for not being, you know, not being able to conceive. And it's just, it's, there's like this really huge disconnect. There's so many, there's not really much, the, um, the world of people who are struggling with their fertility, um, they, it's a business. And so there's not, not everybody out there is um, looking for your root causes and trying to help you clean up your act a little bit inside your body so that you then can be fertile. Totally, totally. And it's just, it's, again, it speaks volumes to just that courage to be like, oh, this doesn't align with me. Even though you really want a child, it didn't align with you to do IVF, or maybe it didn't align with you to take another birth control pill or, you know, put another IUD in or get another supplement of some sort or whatever. I know you, you had talked about. Yeah, there's, yeah, there's a pill. Clomid is what you mean. You you said birth control, but I know what you mean. It was, it's actually an ovulation pill and Clomid and that didn't work either. Those, yeah, you just don't want to do that. You want to like know why you, um, you know, you want to know what you can do to, support oh. yourself in, from the so, inside out yeah. oh Gloria's moving oh yeah girl I'm gonna flip. <laughs> um but if anyone's listening that that hasn't listened before I want to just give you a little bit of a background on my personal belief system here and share with you that so many women like my community at large, I've helped a hundred plus clients at this point. I would probably go as far to say as like 90% of those a hundred people. So 90 of them have gotten off birth control, have changed their hormone trajectory, have completely changed their lifestyle in one way or another that has directly correlated in a massive breakthrough. And yours here, Maria, is becoming pregnant and staying pregnant and creating Gloria and about to have her in two weeks time. It is miraculous, the information we don't know about our bodies up into what, I'm I'm 30 in like five minutes, you're 34, right? Yeah. And it's like, why are we not finding this information out until there's one problem already, right? You had fibroids, you didn't know they were there, they were there for years. And then you had, you know, you were hemorrhaging in the past episode, you shared that whole journey with us and it's freaking terrifying. And you're just dealing with it. And you're just like, why is everyone giving me band-aid answers? And, you know, I don't know what to do. And, and one doctor saying this, another doctor saying that. And I'm just here to like bring the stories together because this is probably the third, maybe fourth episode that I've had with another woman that has shared, look, birth control is a lie. <laughs> like we don't need it. It doesn't help us. We There's other ways to do it, which in the other episode you share about, you know, checking your, your temperature and knowing when you're ovulating and then you know you right now you're sitting here in front of us telling us oh all you you just you 
you checked your levels and you got some tests done. Why are we not all getting our tests done? Why are we having to think outside the box and advocate for ourselves when we didn't really need to before? And, and I'm not saying it's a bad thing to advocate. It's a great thing to have this empowering feeling of, oh my goodness, I'm my own advocate. And if it doesn't align with me and my compass within and my true north is not pointing that direction, or this doctor doesn't feel aligned for me, or this, this expert doesn't make me feel confident in my own body and isn't helping me understand my They're body. They're not answering my questions. And it's like, you of all people know that because you're an advocate for, for life, for, for wellness, for all of it. And it's just, it's incredible. I'm just, I'm mind blown that we're, that we're still in this. I mean, I'm hoping it gets better because we're sitting here talking about it, but it's just, it's mind blowing. On the advocacy piece, it's really important too, when you like, as your own advocate, it's important for you to not hold back and ask silly questions and and really allow yourself to like when you're trying to when you're sitting there fantasizing and thinking about like what it could possibly be and it seems so outlandish some of the most outlandish things are exactly what you're telling yourself you need to like check into and so one of those things was scar tissue for me i've had you know uh, a massive surgery and then i had another i had um processes with the miscarriage that caused scar tissue those were another surgery surgeries if you will dnc's and then the another surgery so i was really worried about scar tissue and like implantation and that that part of the pregnancy i was really really worried about that and so i started asking the doctors that i see and my naturopath specifically and she mentioned pelvic therapy um, pelvic yeah pelvic floor therapy and so I did you know that's another thing that's out of pocket it takes you know it takes investing and it takes you you'll decide like if it's really worth it or not you know like I said I switched from yes it was worth it for me to do chiropractic and acupunctural work but then I switched that and I decided no it's not I'm going to do um, you know even less uh, visits but I'll go see a pelvic therapist and so I did see one for one visit and I and I and I just I felt like okay maybe that might be it but I don't think it is and so I decided to cancel all the other appointments and just like just pause like I can go back if I want to at any time but I don't need to sign up for this huge long regimen that I just wasn't aligned with like you said but there's this other part to it all like when you are you advocate for yourself. It's the like, it's your mindset. Have you ever attended a workshop, a course, or a program with me before, and now you're needing some extra transformative energy in your life? Or maybe you've never gotten the chance to experience a breakthrough transformational session with me before. Either way, you're in the right place. Welcome to TCM Talks, where every month I host a virtual masterclass for individuals seeking personal development and authentic self-discovery practices. Every single month in TCM Talks, I offer a new way and a new method to navigate and recalibrate your internal compass. 
Every session is filled with helpful tools, mind-shifting wisdom, and educational resources that are guaranteed to change your life as soon as the session ends. TCM Talks are hosted live on a Zoom stage and recorded for your convenience if you can't make it live. The link is in the show notes to reserve your spot for our next upcoming TCM Talk in December. I can't wait to see you there. Let's get back to the show. It's your surrendering. There's a piece of this where, yes, you work hard and you you explore all avenues. And then there's the piece where you, like, coast and wait on God to give you an answer. Now tap mm-hmm. your fingers around going, God, are you going to do something now? Because, I'm, you know, it's not that type of mindset and feeling. Mm-hmm. The feeling you are wanting to get to is, you know what? God's going to help, like... Like you, you talk about True North. I have this compass on my, oh. on my um, coaster here, and it says success is a journey of many directions taken one step at a time. That doesn't mean you keep going in, like you keep going south. If you know you need to take a little step to the west or all, or take a big old turn to the north, you do it. Um, you figure out. You don't have to go down these roads really far like I said one appointment okay figure it out decide and then go back if you want to take a different route but also sit back and and like allow God to speak to you and for yourself your intuition to like actually think about all the options um there's got to be this sort of it's this portion of surrender and on this fertility journey getting to Gloria and how she was conceived and the months she was conceived there's so many testimonies like in in the, and I'd like to like switch a little bit to that because it's the mindset piece and it's the most it's the hardest piece of fertility your fertility journey it's not something you'll ever figure out besides the month before you get pregnant which is really like frustrating yeah. you know, no, and I just gonna figure it out once and it's gonna happen I just want to say yeah in the in the last episode I'm pretty sure you said like it's this whole fertility journey and I say this about business and mindset and and life and marriage and and anything you want to like really accomplish it's like at least 80 percent mindset it really is it's like all the rest is like you know little actions here and there but the rest is like how you think about it the faith that you have the the where your heart is where your intentions lie and what you're doing to like help your mind believe in the unseen and that like that's all you've been doing this entire time and so, yes, please tell us, like, tell us about the mindset and, and the month before you got pregnant and the, just share with us just the magic. Literally, that's the best word I can describe it with the magic that you and Benny felt and, and realized and, and sat in. And then you're like, oh, my gosh, look what, we, look what happened. Okay. You know how when you're trying to conceive, and I know that you're not necessarily trying to conceive right now, I don't think, if you are awesome, if you are awesome, but if you're not. Like, no, not yet, yet, not yet. <laughs> well, when you do, you're going to feel like, or people will say to you, doesn't matter if it's been one month or 16 months or, or, or five years, like people will say to you, let it go, calm down. They say all the like cliche, annoying, not helpful things, but there is a part where you do let it go and you are surrendering. And I like to call it surrendering better. It sounds, it feels a lot better. It feels like I'm safe and like, again, what God has written up for me, you know, um, versus like 
let go and pretend like you don't care. Like, that's what I said. Right. You know? Yeah. It's like, get over it. You're going to be fine. Just go with the flow of the universe you're taking yeah. care of. It's like, actually, I'm going to just stay working on this, stay aligned with the path, keep my intentions clear and my heart pure. And I'm not going to parade myself or feel guilty or judge this and just let God take the rest. It's basically what I, what we were talking about before, like before we started recording today, I was like, your journey has been nothing but a commitment to your purpose. You full on committed, but you couldn't have committed without surrendering. If that makes sense. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. I mean, it's so obvious. Well, because there's, Yeah. There's a point in the, when you're doing what you're going to do, you can, you can't do any more right? There's a point where you're doing what you got to do and you need to rest. Like you just need a, you need a month off. Yeah. Um, there's a point where you're doing what you like, you're trying, 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 trying to conceive. I hate the word trying because it was like, I'm not, I'm not going to stay in this trying moment either. I'm not trying all the time. I'm not going to label myself as a trying to conceive person. I'm going to, you know, like, I am a, like, I am a mother. I, am a wife I my purpose it all is wrapped up in here but instead of just um feeling like you're trying there's got to be a moment where you like for us anyways this is how it went I um that month I was my ovulation week was like smacked at but in the middle of the work week and so if you're anything like my husband and I like it's just tiring to do um what the doctors are asking you to do daily or every other day um in that like, I have to have like it's the worst news ever to your husband I'm sure like we have to have sex every single day for like a week straight like I don't know what we're doing. <laughs> this is just awful I don't I just can't imagine having that much sex like oh my gosh what are we gonna do <laughs> it's not like the first I mean if they asked us to do that you know like <laughs> earlier in our relationship it probably probably easier to get done but like Honestly, now though, but you gotta like schedule it you're like so when are you free like where do you want to do it how and do there's you want pressure. Like- i mean all <laughs> jokes aside there's pre- like when you're trying to conceive the pressure to conceive like mm-hmm. the pressure to squeeze all the, your love and your affection into this one week of the month that actually might not line up with like what's going on in life how when he's working how tired he is um or how tired or interested i am or um like literally there's also the physical part that like you can't just do it if your body's not doing what it needs to do like if you're not sort of like just turned on and ready to go you know yeah yeah. there's so much pressure it almost feels like you're forcing it in that time because of so much stress and pressure of like that and something that you want so badly and And that's the only time of the month that you can do it you know yeah you're like you have this window this this limited window which a lot of people may a lot of people listening may not even know about that window and you know in past episodes I've talked to hormone specialists about yeah we only have like three to five day window of like like really solid you know fertility window to be like okay we're ready insert now and stick and right exactly like I just we just want to have sex to make a baby damn it like so I totally get that I really that month that that month was the month that I said well something happened before I guess I'll start with this that month was a month I was driving in my car and I was just you know 
I don't know, singing along to some Christian songs or something. Or maybe I was sitting in silence because I do that sometimes too. But I realized that I have a few really close, long-term friends, three of them named Sarah. And I just like, that's so interesting that I have more than one really good friend named Sarah, who's like been friends with me for a long time or has been like really close to me in this fertility journey. And just even after the miscarriage, like I was just having these thoughts and I was like, wow, God, what are you trying to tell me about Sarah? And I went into the Bible and read the story of Sarah and Abraham. And they, Sarah was 80 years old when she conceived her child with Abraham. And um, I, I'm not even exactly sure who it was. I think I, I'm not even going to try to mess it up. But I know that that, that son went on to do a big things too. But I'm relating to, of course, Sarah, the woman who was 80 years old and finally got her son. And at 33, well, I was 34. I just turned 34 this March. And so this is at the end of March. And it's that week, of course. And I just was like, wow, I had this insurmountable, unexplainable peace. The peace that like they talk about with that Jesus gives. Like, I am 34. This is one month. I don't need to chase him down this week. It's just too much. I don't want to. I don't want to force it. I, I, you know, I want to have a baby, of course. I mean, that's exactly what I want to do. But you know what, God? This month, I'm going to take it off. And next month, I'll be back with you. Like, I'll be back here to do the work. But I'm not. I'm not going to do that this month. And I just, you know, it came along with some feelings of like, oh, like, I, we like need to have sex right now because we're missing this week. This is like our chance, like, da, da, da. But I didn't. I just didn't. I let him come to me when he went without telling him, by the way, I'm ovulating this week. I didn't say anything about it. I just let it be. And I was like, you know, again, I had that inner dialogue with God, like, I'll be back next month yeah. or, or you'll do it next month if you want it done. Like, it's okay if we don't even have sex this week. That's what I said to myself. Well, we did have sex at the very end of the week, the last day of my fertile window that week, which te technically should be the day you actually ovulate, which is not as even not as like the chances aren't even as high as you think they would be on the day you ovulate. They're actually higher if you they say anyway, that it's higher if you um, have sex before your ovulation date because sperm can live inside of you up to five days and there it's there versus like missed it. Well, um, either way, we had we had sex once that month on my husband's terms when he came to me naturally without me like enticing him or trying to like, or drilling him that it's like, it's the day and we gotta do it. And waking him up in the middle of the night, things like that, like that happened. Okay. Getting upset. <laughs> You know, getting upset that it didn't happen. None of that happened. Like, I just, he came to me on his own. And it felt more like, I mean, I can't describe the exact, like, that time we made love. I'm just, what I'm describing, though, is that it wasn't at all, had nothing to do with trying to conceive. It had to do with a husband wanting his wife and her willingly, you know, surrendering to him and um, happening to get pregnant that month. And so it was just like, again, part of this manifesting, part of this <clears throat> following your intuition and listening to God when he's speaking to you and following the path that, you know, choosing and discerning between the correct path to take. Um, there's this 
there's this other part that you you as especially as the woman who is like in like constantly in tune with your cycle to let go of that something let it go for a minute like they say it's just so annoying but and or surrender or just be okay with taking a break and resting um one day one month or however long you need um and in my case I happen to be one of those people who when I did it it worked you took you took the pressure off the the when and the how you knew your why and you 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 obviously love your husband and you you know it's it's something you've wanted for so long with him to for him to be the father of your child for you to be the mother for you to have this family of your own biologically you knew in your heart that it was really hurting you I feel like to be like we're going to conceive and it's going to be this way and I'm in control and this is the way and the path and the whole map is laid out and this is the destination and this is when we're going to have it and I mean I'm I'm myself I'm a type a I love to know when things are happening I love plans I love to schedule things out we've scheduled this you know like we are both planners and that's okay. A lot of people in this community are planners and that's why we align so well. We, we like to, to do things and we like to act and we like to be, we, ha- we like to have our expectations met, especially as our society. We love instant gratification, instant validation. We love to have things when we want them. But for some reason, you decided in that moment, in that week, to be like, I don't need to be in control of this to the extent that I am. All I'm in control of what I've put in my body that God is allowing me to put in my body to make it work to its optimal you know, levels. All I have control of is you know, the words that come out of my mouth and the things that I let manifest and brew in my mind. What I do with my days, how I spend them, what I, what I consume, mentally, visually, physically, all of it. And the rest you gave up to God, to your God, to your higher power, to your security. The only real security is to surrender. And I heard this quote recently and it was like, it's more so for business, but it could go towards this. It was like, don't ever confuse status with security because your status in this case, you want to be a mom. You wanted to have that title. You want to, you want to have that baby. You want to be a mother. You want to, you want to teach your child. You want to grow. You want to nurture. You want to give that love that you have, you know, someone else's is I want to be the best lawyer. I want to have the best business. I want to have the best, whatever. I want to be the most successful in this area because it's my purpose. I feel called to it. But that's not secure. That's not safe. That's not controlled. We can't, we can't lose ourselves in the status or the title or the how or the when or the plan because we're not in control of that. What we are in control of is the small little actions we take and what we commit to and our why and the rest and the how will all play out. And it did. And it's so powerful to know that there was purpose there was commitment and you surrendered. 
and you use that and it, and now you're here, you're sitting in front of us. This is a freaking miracle that you're sitting in front of us, sharing your story. Glory is kicking in your belly, really full strong. Fun. You look extremely gorgeous. Like I don't, I just, I know being a mother is your, is your calling, your purpose. You have an education background. You were a nanny. You have your business, the homeschool admin, which I definitely want to talk about in just a moment for anyone that is homeschooling their children. But, oh my goodness, this is, this is your purpose, like lit on fire. And you've been in this journey going through this and allowing God to, to work his work. And you've advocated for yourself, but you surrendered the rest. And I think that's just the icing on the cake is that you, you allowed, you finally allowed, you did all the right things. And and it sounds like you really, you cut out sugar, you cut out all those things for three to four to five months and you got, and you, and you got pregnant and it's like, can, can we all just commit to checking our levels and and cutting out something for that time and seeing what our bodies do okay, and how they feel and mm. our minds and our, oh my gosh, like it's just that in the grand scheme of your life, that's like no time at all. It's how, in five months, I lost 20 pounds without exercising. I didn't exercise 20 my pounds. Mouth, my mouth is on the floor. That's incredible. And it's not even, it's not even it, like you were beautiful before, but it's like your body was freaking out and you didn't know, you didn't know why inflamed. It was so inflamed. Yeah. And that's, you know, inflammation is, is a factor of many things. Um, but that was what's going on. You know, my, everything was inflamed and, oh, I just cannot, I just wish everybody could go to a naturopath and, and would, I wish everybody would switch their, their resources to a naturopath, like take even, I'm sorry, I hate to say it like this. I'm not trying to be irresponsible, but I'm going to say it anyway, is that like the money that some of us put into our insurance every year could just be pivoted over. I'm not saying like dump your insurance and just be not be not stupid, be not be smart about it, but you're spending $3,500 on insurance every year anyway. And it's, it's, and you're not getting sick every year necessarily, or needing like surgeries every year or whatever. So maybe just take a year of no insurance. And if you needed to like, again, I am not like rich. I am not um, even working right now. Like I'll tell you about that in a second. Oh, I have a client or two, but that's different. Mm-hmm. Like I don't, I'm not working like a nine to five where I got like, you know, a good income, full-time income coming in at all. But I, it's a matter of shifting gears. Like it's a matter of reallocating your funds for whatever. If it's like, if, if it comes down to canceling Hulu and getting rid of Netflix and using just like the free ones that come on your smart TV, it's something It's those sort of smaller decisions that you will decide what's so important, what's most important. So sometimes you're going to say no to like big ticket things that you need to buy. And then there's going to be days and you're going to save those, all those no's for that. Yes. Mm, That's so good because I just, I, I wrote down earlier when we were talking about this, I wrote, make sure to mention this. And it's, I heard this quote when I went to LA for the Kathy Heller event, they had a functional medicine doctor there and she shared you're either going to pay the farm or the pharmacy, right? No matter 
what you're either going to buy the organic stuff now, clean out your fridge now, go through the detoxification process now and buy the real eggs, buy the real, you know, meats and, and things that are like actually clean for you and your body knows it, or you're going to spend the money on drugs later, or you're going to spend the money on procedures later. And it's like, regardless, not people have these choices to make, but you, we forget that we have to advocate for ourselves. And, and it's just so incredible to hear you say like, oh my goodness, I just had to switch around my priorities to the thing I wanted most. And I disagree with you. You are rich. You are rich in the one thing that you really wanted to be rich in. And that's pregnancy. That's creating a child with your husband and God, and like you are rich in the way you wanted to be rich. Yeah. Money is literally currency. It's, it's well, like they say, it's an exchange of energy and like that energy that went into getting that money to handing it over that doctor who, who then shared her gifts with me, those gifts that she shared with me came back. And that energy is literally like my child, you know, (laughs) it, it, you know, that $3,500 was totally worth it for me you know and it still is it's going to go on like I only spent again five months with her I spent that for a year's worth of worth of um visits with her so I still have postpartum I still have time with her that I can use in my postpartum journey and even if it took a year a full year and I had to pay her again like it we it worked Mm -hmm. I mean I was lucky to see the results within five months and it was probably because I went so hardcore I had no like that we weren't holding back. If you told me that I needed to, I don't know, like tattoo my knuckle every single day for five, for five months. And that's what I needed to do in the same spot. Like that would get me pregnant, you know, because that's what I was missing. I'm just saying the the extremes that you were already going through to on this fertility journey, those like wacky things that we all do that like those handstands that we do after we have sex or that like this or that, or there's just so many things that we go through as women and as men and in like craziness, this desperation, this like pressure and these like, there's times where you're laughing, there's times where you're crying with your spouse. Like it was so, it's been so hard. So if I'm willing to do all that, I have to be willing to do what somebody is literally looking inside of my body and looking at what my body is like blood again and stool and seeing what's going on and having what a naturopath has for gifts and like understands about that. Oh, Gloria's moving a lot right now. Sometimes she takes my breath away. She's like really strong. (laughs) But, you know, why wouldn't I listen? I had made it that far. I had felt so good knowing that these things, this is what I needed to know all along. I didn't need to try on, try on things. I wanted to know what my body needed. And I, when I knew the information, it was a no brainer. And from there, like, again, that, you know, you can't just go see a naturopath. You have to go see a naturopath and do the work yeah. just like everything else in life. Yeah. You can't just gather information and not do the work. I could have had sugar twice a day, once a day. She she told me to cut down on the things that the gluten, the sugar, the couple fruits that I had coffee, I cut them out. Why would I not cut them out? I've, I want this baby. Mm. (laughs) And I like being really sad and feeling depressed. Like five months was actually a long time. And it felt like, I think it was at like three or four months that I was like, 
I kind of started to break down a bit and started to ask about, again, the scar tissue and how I could help. And I started picking myself up a little bit more and trying it at different areas. Mm -hmm. I've been working with this natural path for four months. Now I needed other answers, but no, I needed to surrender <laughs> mm -hmm. while doing the work that was meant for my body. I needed to surrender to the work that is meant for God's hands. Amazing. Incredible. I, I can't help but think that you know, and I freaking hate the phrase that everything happens for a reason, but, but it's you, so true. you were on such a divine journey and you're still on that trajectory of trust. And I know your faith is as strong as it's ever been in your whole life because you have a beautiful baby girl kicking you right now. And you, you've shared with me, we've talked throughout this entire journey and I'm just like, how's this? What's a mucus plug? And like, what's the, what is that? Tell me more. Like, yeah. are you writing it down? Cause I'm going to need to read it later. Cause like, yeah. I have no idea. And like, you're engorged in every move she makes and every, you know, different feeling that you have or symptom that comes up. You're like, oh, yes, I am nauseous or yes, I'm this. Like, I remember at the beginning, you were like, so grateful for all of the symptoms that you were experiencing because you were looking so forward to it. And I was like, yes. Yes, girl, like draw up. Like, what you yes. Oh my goodness. I'm so happy you reminded me of that because it is true. I have, I I, you know, I'm not saying that there are other people who can feel this way about pregnancy or about getting what you want, but like and knowing my body, like having the you know what just basically shoving everything out the side and realizing that my body and listening to my body is really important um and I was able to because I had I stopped being a nanny and I started my own business called the homeschool admin I guess we'll talk about in a second but um it allowed me time to really be able to feed myself exactly when I was hungry or make sure that you eat your breakfast like that was I'm I was never a breakfast eater and my my naturopath had said to me well basically what you're doing is you're you're shutting down your fertility your entire for, like system of fertility because if you're not nourished your body's going to think that you don't you can't carry um for nine months and it's not going to even try and so you know it necessarily like it's just it's going to shut down your fertility system just like other systems if you stop eating um, to save your your own life and and preserve your own energy for your own self, and so when she said that to me, I was like, okay, I guess I gotta. I I made another. That was another commitment I made. I would get up and I would eat something, even though I dreaded it. I just don't know why. I I like breakfast when it's cooked for me. <laughs> I don't get up quick enough to cook it to make it myself or whatever was my excuse, you know. And now I eat breakfast every single day because that's going to give my baby life literally before yeah, she was yeah. even conceived. Um, yeah. It was no, so it's like, important. It's, it's those little changes. And like, I know, I know for me in, in my wellness world, I make sure I have a whole glass of water and then I eat and then I have my coffee. And then I barely even finish my coffee now because I'm just like, I'm good. I'm hyped up on life. Let's do this. And it's just, the the changes that we have no idea could change our life just like eating like maybe a you know a piece of bacon or sausage or ham or whatever with an avocado and an egg and, and a piece of gluten yeah. bread oh my gosh your whole life is going to change your whole day is going to change your mind's going to be clear your body's going to feel good you're going to have a normal stool it's going to be 
incredible impacts through the rest of your day. And if you just do that little by little, and yeah, you're going to have some dishes to wash. You're going to have to clean up a little bit. And it's going to be a little challenging at first to get that discipline going. But if you know the repercussions are just like extremely incredible, it's going to, it's going to be so worth it. And now you're here, your body was no longer stressed out. It was like, oh, we're good. Like we're actually hungry now, right when we wake up, which is super healthy to feel. Yes. Yeah. yeah. You sort of build up this, like you build up a hunger. And yeah. um, before we go, before we leave each other, I do want to talk about, again, we keep mentioning it, the homeschool admin, but yeah. I do want to talk even, I want to get this in about pregnancy, like the whole pregnancy, like you mentioned, I am in love with my, um, my symptoms. They mean that I'm pregnant, you know, they help me along the way, but just, you know, anybody who's ever been on a trying to conceive journey and then they got pregnant, they know it doesn't end there. It's not like all bliss and butterflies and flowers. Like from there, they're, now you're really worried and you're, you know, <laughs> yeah, you were like, oh shit, now I'm here. Like now I'm pregnant. Like, oh my gosh, I've spent like years trying to get to this point. Now you're like, oh my gosh. Uh, okay, now we we go into the next phase. And I don't know that phase because I've never been to that phase before. And and now you're here. So yes, share right. all the things, like the symptoms and all of it. <laughs> so the symptoms, you know, they'll come along and there's books to tell you what they're gonna be and you can follow along. But the the parts that like, and of course, you know, as most people know, like you as a parent, there's just, you inherit, inherently worry, obviously, especially when the child's in the world, but definitely when your child's in your womb and you've had loss. So you're, you know, there's this, the mindset piece must continue. You must continue to hold strong in your mindset. You literally have to rebuke and, and deny and call the devil a liar. And, you know, in, for me, Jesus is my um, savior and, and Lord and savior. So that's who I, you know, dispel or just like how I get, get evil thoughts out of my head. But however it is, if you're just like, if it's replacing um, negative talk with positive talk or whatever it is, you have to stop those like obsessive thoughts that might, that, that can easily become worry and then manifest in your body as more sickness because even like Hashimoto's um something that I have is the again the autoimmune disease where your antibodies um attack your thyroid and that is triggered by stress which stress again is worry is fear and so keeping um, keeping faith over fear is a very important thing to do. And you have to do it sometimes daily, sometimes multiple times a day and catch yourself when you're a lot, you know, you can have worry for a little bit, but you cannot dwell in it or else it's just going to make it worse. Like it's, you're not going to, it's not going to be good for you or your baby. And you really have to, it's a mindset thing. You really you have to continue to commit continuing to commit to believe and have faith that this is yours you wanted it for this long for a reason you want to be a mother because it's meant for you um that that god gave you you and your baby life and that's his intentions and his intentions are going to prevail and it's his way it's in his will for you and um it's in his will for all of us to be fruitful and, and re recreate so um just stand firm on that and remind yourself of that and don't let yourself get distracted by the what ifs and the what could like you I could literally get all worried about things like miscarriage and stillbirth and 
and all the things that could happen in pregnancy, but I just don't have time or space for that. If it comes up, I, I'll deal with it. But if it doesn't, I mean, for the time being, I have um, faith that this is all going to play out the way it ought to. And, um, you know, I've had a few scares, not scares, but like, I'll go to the doctors and they'll say, oh, she's small. Okay, like, well, she's, from what you just gave me for pounds or whatever, it looks like this book that you gave me and that book and this book, I'll say that she's supposed to be this many pounds. They're like, yeah, but the, but the curve, the growth curve that she's growing on is actually really slow. So she's slowly growing. And you also have fibroids again. I'm like, wow, really? I have fibroids again. What do you mean? We got a huge fibroid in there and many others. That's what they're saying to me while I'm laying on a table getting my baby checked. <laughs> Like, oh my gosh, well, what kind of, what do you mean huge? Well, it's about, you know, twin size, like size of her type fibroid, not inside the cavity, but you have, a, you have a fibroid. It's about 20 centimeters. So I guess 20, maybe a softball size, let's call it. I don't know, maybe even bigger. I haven't really looked at, to see what a 20 centimeter fibroid might look like, but it's big. And there's others. There's a few others. Here's one, here's one. And then different ultrasound tests will be like, oh, you have fibroids everywhere. What are you talking? Like, I'm like, I'm talking about that 20 centimeter one. I want to know, like, I want to know where it is or something. And they go, they literally said, well, you have so many everywhere. And like, that's just another. So trauma, your, your, your old trauma or your, any experiences that you've gone through on your fertility journey will come up in your pregnancy journey. <laughs> and it's like, you have to like, you have to recognize it as the trauma and you have to say and advocate for yourself some more. Yeah. You have to say, I don't like it when you, please don't, you know, give me direct answers. I, you know, you're, I'm asking you a question so I can feel better. I'm asking you a question so I can prepare for what might come. Um, then, yeah, so it's, <laughs> there's just has been a lot. She has actually proven them wrong time and time again as we go on. Her growth is just different. She has growth spurts differently than when they're catching the measurements, which is like, you know, it happens. I know that they're not trying to worry me, but that's just what's happening. And they, they haven't even said it like that, but it's the truth. She keeps yeah. having growth spurts like a week after we do measurements. So the week before we do, when we do the measurements, she looks small. And then when we come back the second time, she's actually at back up at par or at least enough where it's not like severe and worrisome. Um, and then, you know, there's like the things like preeclampsia and all, um, which is high blood pressure and pregnancy and a few things. Well, I had a high blood pressure reading one day, a couple of weeks ago. And I had another one the next day because she was really worried. It was 140 over something. I don't even understand how severe that is, but they were like, this is a big deal. And then, then so she's like, we need to come in weekly for ultrasounds I was coming in twice weekly for ultrasounds and then she's like I need you to come in for blood pressure too once a week and most people tell like they go in for ultrasounds probably like three times in their pregnancy yeah. we're talking about I'm going on like probably like my 34th visit or something like that I have a lot of ultrasounds and I didn't even want ultrasounds to begin with there's a lot of things I don't want on this journey that I need to do I don't want a C-section. I have to do it. There's nothing to it. Like <laughs> I have to do it. There's nothing to it. Um, I don't, I don't want to have like, uh, I need to have steroid shots for her lungs because we're pulling her out like three and a half weeks early. I don't want to do that, but there's so, uh, more surrendering, like whatever it takes to get me and my baby over that, like over the threshold into this house, 
four or five days after birth. That's what I want. I don't, you know, and yes, I'll say it right here in this podcast. I do not want my baby. There's a non-negotiable. It's not going to happen, but and I'm not going to have vaccines for my child. However, all the other things up until then, even though I do not like them, I am like, okay, whatever. You know better. And I'm willing to hand you over the reins for this. This is what we're doing. Like, we're going to get through it. I have faith. I have faith that I'm not, you know, God is going to be with me. I'm not going to need a blood transfusion. If I do, okay, you're going to do it. But I have faith that's not going to be. By the way, the high blood pressure went away. I didn't even say that. It went away completely. She's like, I can't take the diagnosis back, but your blood pressure is gone. Like, it's not high anymore. That's really, they were worried. They, I might have had to deliver like this week. Yeah, no, it's fascinating how, again, this, this word courage keeps coming up because you're super courageous in the fact of like, no, I don't, I, I don't buy it. I'm not going to go down that route. Like, and, and, you know, we have to keep in mind Western medicine and, and, you know, it's based on facts. It's based on logic and, and God's not, God's not logical. If you, I mean, it's not, it's God's not realistic and, and logical for that brain to be like, yeah, we need to talk about this. And, and this is what it's showing me and making me feel. And, and, you know, this is what I trust. It's like, no, this is what's happening that you have this, it's this size, this is what's going to happen. And you're like, I'm actually going to just like, not let that, um, go deep into my crevices of my brain and like, like plant seeds because we've already done all that. I'm good. I'm, I'm, I'm fertilized here. The garden is brewing and blooming and everything's beautiful. And I will take what you say and I will leave the rest and, and whatever serves me, serves me, whatever doesn't align, doesn't align. And I think you've learned that so hardcore that like, it's just ingrained in who you are. And I think that is why glory is growing and and so beautiful. And this whole journey has been so, I won't say effortless for you. It's been challenging. It's been, you know, every other week you're like, well, this is new information. And like, how can I go about this? And like, no, God, give it to 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 God, like constantly. And you've been committing. And I think that is the point that I want everyone to leave here with today is like, oh yeah, all I have to do is like commit to my mission, commit to the intention, but give up the how and the when, because I'm not in control of that. And everything else is, is it'll be right. Yeah. It's just, it's so beautiful. And I just, I love your journey so much because it's just like, there's no easy journey. It's not easy. It's, it's, it's rigorous and it's challenging, but it's so rewarding because you're actually like connecting to the divine on a deeper level than like you ever probably thought was possible. Yeah. Yeah. I'm more connected. I'm definitely have a deeper relationship with Jesus and the Holy spirit is like constantly with me. And the discernment is so, so strong. It's like, like you said, you have to gather, you know, with every decision you have to gather, you should gather information, even if, even if it's from people that you don't really want information from, or even if it's not information or advice you're going to use because you don't have to use all the information you gather but when you gather you can see a little bit more clearly have take your own can take your own Mm -hmm. self into consideration put your own self into it and then like you said leave what doesn't serve you because it's Mm -hmm. that's really really important to do 
And, and sometimes you have to do it really swiftly and quickly. You have to trust your intuition even more. And sometimes you have time to think things out and to allow like time to stew and you have a time to wait for God to give you more answers. Um, sometimes you just don't. And so there's that's that like sort of hand in hand relationship at all times, discerning whether is this God telling me to do this, explore this, try this, stop this, and then choose you know, wisely. Yeah. And I think you do it best where you have this connection that you've practiced. And I do want to mention this real quick before we get into homeschool admin, all the, all the goodness there is that you are a dancer. And I bring this up because like, it's a part of you. It always will be a part of you. And I just see Gloria and you dancing in your kitchen. I see it. And I think that's so sweet. I just it came out. It just came out. Um, I, I'm a dancer too. And I think that art form is how you really connected with God in the first place, because you would share videos on your social media pages about you just dancing in the kitchen or you dancing in your room. And just like, you would take a lot of time before you became pregnant this time with Gloria, you would take a lot of time to play and just like be in your garden and like cook and like be with Benny and like do your life but in like a playful creative way and you just like don't care what anyone thinks and you're just like frolicking around like a little fairy and it's the cutest thing ever and I I just want to mention that because that connection with dance and music and flow in your body like it all is the whole connection of like the divine your body your mind your soul like all in one form being creative like interpretive dance to another level of like God's connecting through me and I'm just flowing my body just needs to move around this room right now and you did that like all the time and you might not do it now because you know Gloria is like in there and it's like a lot to move around but yeah you're like about to about to have her I don't so want to fall either like yeah. I, I can dance around any room even room that I've never been in before and like bounce off of and roll around and like like I'll, I'll dodge certain like obstacles but with the belly like you don't want to accidentally fall sure. you gotta like hold on to something while you move a little but but that playfulness is like everything to me and I think that alone really helps you connect and like find that intuition and like dance it out, make those decisions, have this, you know, courage to just be like, I just need to move for a minute and like play your music and just let go. And that that's a form for me too. So I just, I wanted to connect that dot for us so that you can go and, and feel that. And whoever's listening, if dance is your thing too, great. If not find your thing that like helps you connect with your body and your spirit, because that's like the whole mission in itself. <laughs> There's so much wisdom in that. Yeah, you actually just reminded me of how, like, what I, what I did really well on my social media, the homeschool admin particularly, because I, what I did for a while was, I might have mentioned this on your last podcast, I don't even know if it was started up, like, I, you know, at one point in my surrendering process, I think it was soon after the last podcast that we did, I asked God, I said, I'm going to surrender this to you. And, you know, like, I, you tell me what to do, but basically like, I'm done. I can't figure it out. And, but I need something to do instead because I'm a busy bee and I like to 
grow my mind, my some grow in some sort of way, learn something new, try something new, whatever. It's, I need some sort of muse um, throughout my days. And um, if I'm going to give up this trying to conceive and control over my cycle, what do you, what do I, what are my gifts? What, how, what does the world need and how do they connect? And at the time I was really inspired by you and your work. And I was, um, I started off like trying to coach teens for a little bit. And I did a few clients and that was really fun. And I started a business, like opened an LLC, went through the process of like processing even just one payment, you know, and all that stuff, which was really cool. It was just, it's really cool to know what it's like to be a business owner and how to at least start at square one and make it two squares forward. And then um, I started with the homeschool admin, I pivoted because people were asking for help and the pandemic was like, and like the school closures and all that stuff, like it was really just so much for so many people. Um, and then bring on the mask mandates, the vaccine mandates and every other mandate there possibly was like telling people what to do with their lives. A lot of people were pulling their children out of school and wanted, were calling for me to be with them in their home or help them to figure out how to homeschool or give them answers for um, what, how, what to teach their children, depending on the grade or the age. And so there's just this calling for me to consult them, you know, to help them one way or another in person or virtually. And I was talking to you over the summer and you had said, well, just take one. If there's one, one or two people calling for you to do it now, and you're waiting on all these other people, just do the couple of them now. And so um, I did, and I did one, and then I did two, and then I had three, four, five, six, seven, eight clients from September to September to June last year. And um, I just, I, I helped families in so many different ways. Um, so I had a homeschool family who I went to their house and I was with them five hours a day as their teacher and organizing their homeschool stuff. They're veteran homeschoolers. They have been their whole life, but they just needed some help. Then I had homeschoolers who like were children or teenagers who had been pulled out of public school because they fell through the cracks during the pandemic closures and stuff. And they went from being an honor student to being like failing. And so homeschooling, really pulling them out for homeschooling for a year, helped boost up their confidence and their ego again, and helped teach them that like, not everything is the end of the world. Not even that math quiz score that you just got, like it, that is a blimp of the radar, keep going. Um, um, you know, you're not supposed to be a professional when you get out of this class, you're just supposed to, you're learning. And so giving them those sort of tools that are like what we learn in life. I was working really close with teenagers who um, just wanted to have control over their own learning too. So they would do something called unschooling where they would learn um, life skills if they wanted to. They would learn um, about economics or rocks or whatever it was they wanted, not only teenagers, but unschooling is a really big thing too. And so there's just so much that I've learned about homeschooling and I've been able to sort of circulate back to parents um, and I've just made myself a resource for them. And I, I love it. I loved it. And I see myself homeschooling my own children. And um, it's just really, really fun to be able to help families liberate themselves. You know, it's just not me as, as a freedom. I think it's incredible to have that 
niche that that of education, but on another level of like in the home organization, scheduling, curriculum help, like being teachers, you know, we both have education backgrounds. We went to the same university. That's, that's where we connected. Thank God. Um, and now you, since last year, you've created this business, the homeschool admin, where you have been really stepping into that purpose of you left nannying, you left teaching to really help people do it in their own homes in their own ways with what connects to them. And they can like pick and choose what works in their curriculum. And, and all of the lessons you have are so fun. I've seen them like you're so creative in that regard. And I think anyone that's listening, I know so many people from North Carolina to down here to Florida, like that are doing homeschooling now. And I think it's, I think it's miraculous to be able to have that, but also know like it can be so challenging to do it yourself. So having someone like you be able to come in and consult, even if it's via Zoom, you're able to be like, okay, what do you have? How can I help you? What do you need? How can I help the family in the way that they need help? Like you meet them where they're at, which is basically what you just said from client one to client 10. Like you are literally like, oh, you have this? Cool, I'll help you with that. You have this already? Oh, you don't have anything? Cool. And you literally consult them and make them feel better so that they can better serve their children. And I think that is like the newest form of freedom in school and education. And I would always say this because I have a higher ed background for universities. And I was like, I'm leaving that because I'm teaching the real higher education over here. And higher education to me is like, what gets, what, what are you drawn to? What interests you? What, what do you want to learn about? And like unlearning, like you said, like here in, in my world of TCM, we're like unlearning everything we ever thought. And we're picking and choosing what aligns and what God's, you know, speaking to our soul about. And like, you're literally doing the same on just on the, on the, on the more accurate level of like, these are teens and these are kids that are needing to, to connect with themselves and to what interests them, because then they're going to take that and just create huge things for themselves. And, and oh yeah. Well. Like if we can take what you do tell and provide it to children at a younger age, I mean, it's, it's like, what you do is the kids kids can do what you are teaching your clients they actually like like you said at some point in in our conversation about something because we've oh I think it's about our fertility and stuff but like or our health why have why didn't we learn these things when we were younger well you know why because they there's institutions who are choosing to teach other things they're Mm -hmm. simple as that the public schools and the private schools and these curriculums and these agendas and there's like there's just so much wrapped up into what education is now and even if like even like when like you could say if something's super stem focused it's like well not every student is stem focused in that school probably there's probably some artistic that's like taking all the children putting them into art school that doesn't make mm-hmm. any sense either not n- none of us are one size fits all we go through these one size fits all education systems and and we um come out still wondering who we are what we want and that's why that's where you end up with Tao right well let's teach our children what Tao is already teaching us or let's teach our children what we are what we've learned all throughout our life and teach them early there's some things that yes you can't it's not it's inappropriate but there's plenty of things that yes you can you can teach your second grader calculus if you really wanted to 
you know, nobody's going to come pat you on the back for it as a homeschooler, but nobody's going to come slap you on the wrist if you just teach them about how to tell time in their fifth grade. Like homeschooling leaves so much freedom to what you learn in math, what you learn in science, what you learn in each of these subjects and how you go about it. And so it, it really is a pleasure to walk in um, and walk into like sort of this homeschool, if you will, and families go, this is what I need. This is what my children need. This is what I can't deliver to them and, and fill in the gaps because it's, I'm not doing it all by myself. I'm working with a family and working with parents so that they can optimize their homeschool for their children so that they can be less stressed out about um, these, like all these sort of specific things or the portfolios or being perfect or making sure you do enough and this and that and breaking it down and making their lives like more peaceful and allowing them to really enjoy homeschooling there's so many liberties in homeschooling and so many perks but sometimes families can't ever get to them they've been homeschooling for nine years they can't like get to a really good spot because they're worried about recreating the classroom uh, public school classroom in their home that's not what we're doing here we're we're homeschooling it's different there's different ways you can do this Um, You don't have a classroom, you have two students, or, you know, there's just so many ways. And then there's also the community aspect. A lot of families are looking for community. Well, we can come together. I can bring communities together. I can, you know, I have community, an online community of homeschoolers that, you know, we, we don't need to do this all alone. And I'm a connector in that way where I can do, I, I know that about myself. And so I really enjoy doing that as well, bringing other homeschool, just bringing each other together so we can be resourceful to one another. Amazing. And I mean, I say this all the time, connection is the cure to everything. And I think especially for families that are doing this together where it's not as mainstream, you know, we're, we're kind of breaking molds and we're, we're breaking the the stigmas and we're, and we're changing lives in ourselves. And, and I think one of the words that you've used this entire episode for your fertility journey to your homeschool admin to, to just like who you are, you are optimizing. You're optimizing your health, your wealth, your wellness. You're optimizing your journey through life. And you're doing that with helping, with serving, with connecting and using God as your, as your source of of love, compassion, and grace, and and just surrendering it all. I think it's it's all so divine. And for anyone that's thinking about using your services, what is your plan of action? Are you coming to help people when Gloria is a couple months old? Like, what's your what's your plan for? relaunching after pregnancy (laughs) yeah um thank you for asking I do plan on uh relaunching and being I'm I'm actually already still available for um to take on a client or two I've just taken it really slow and just like basically halted my marketing and stuff like that last year I didn't really do anything I really didn't do anything other than social media marketing of myself and word of mouth. So I, so I realized that if I did any, some, some serious marketing, I would be overwhelmed and stuff. So I realized I just need to not. And throughout the pregnancy that it's really actually flowed well. So I'm going to allow God to figure a lot out for me and help me like, just, I'm going to wait for him to give me that direction. But I do see myself, you know, working 
probably within like three or four months getting back on getting back on the bandwagon and accepting um you know more clients again and I just really enjoy I really enjoy it and I want to get back to it and one of the things that it allows me to do is be home with my daughter and so that's huge for me so I'm totally I just need to heal get to know her a little bit get a schedule and a routine sometime let's say like March <laughs> next yeah, year yeah, but amazing. but definitely by next school year I'll be up and running all over again and and will be an evolved version of the who I started off as amazing and then I'm just going to put it out there in a year from now when Gloria is basically talking crying actively out loud <laughs> in, in, in your house right now um, we could do another episode and just really hear about like homeschooling in general, because I feel like that subject is not as talked oh, yeah. about. So I would love to do that. Oh my gosh. Um, yes. I'd love to educate your community on like how to do it, different ways to do it, um, other different styles, how to learn about your learner and really, yes. you know, how to really engage, get your learner to engage versus just like using a cookie cutter curriculum um or using cookie cutter curriculum but also getting them engaged there's so much and finding oh community God. within wherever you are there's i i have a i would love to come on and just sort of give a little mini workshop or whatever you're um, literally a rock star and so so needed in the world whether people are homeschooling or not i think this episode is super super helpful and juicy but to give us one final trinket and sprinkle of your wisdom, what would you tell someone that's struggling to like trust or surrender or, you know, lean into their true north? How would you tell them now that we've talked about your journey in two full episodes, what would you leave us with today with for someone struggling with giving into and leaning in to surrender and really commit to their journey in whatever they're dealing with? I would say that keep your eyes on, on the future, like keep your eyes as much as it's really important to be present, like we've talked about a bit and be discerning. Um, when you keep your eyes on your why, which is your future, which is your desires, and you keep on, like we've talked about, optimizing or like slowly tweaking the direction of your compass towards the destination it's not uh just you know you have to keep turning the dial sort of like a plane is always adjusting so that they're perfectly on track um and it, just keep adjusting and keep your eyes on the future but also know that when you surrender you're doing it for your why you're doing you're leaning back into all your hard work you're resting in knowing that what you have on your heart is meant for you so powerful and beautiful and I think that's the whole reason I named this podcast that way is because your direction is yours it's not any doctors it's not anyone else's yes we can take advice from anyone else and if it will if it aligns we use it but really being able to connect inward is is the whole process and that that can be challenging because your brain's like no we need to go this way or no we're conditioned to go that way or these are this is how it goes and you are just the epitome of following your true north and and aligning and recalibrating your compass so that you're like no I know what's for me and I trust it so wholeheartedly that 
it's up to God. And, and that is like the most freeing thing in the world. So thank you for sharing your perception with us, your perspective with us. It's so beautiful. It's so heartwarming and chill giving. And I just, I just love you more than words, honestly. Like I, I just, I'm so glad you're in my life and I'm so grateful that you get to share your message with the world to, to so many souls. So if anyone listening wants to connect with Maria, Maria, where can we find you? Well, I guess I'll just tell you that I'm mama.manifested on Instagram. If you're looking for that fertility journey um, and you want to follow along or now it's going to be a parenthood journey just in two weeks here. So by the time this podcast airs and less than a week later or at the same time it airs, depending, I'll just be on the parenting journey. The same week. It's going to, I'm going to launch at the 21st and you're going to have the 22nd if if not sooner um and then it's going to be yeah the is coming on the 22nd we like that birthday 11 22 22 she'll be here and then from there forward it's just going to be parenthood and i mean i also will always talk about and stay true to like my my health journey there so mama mama dot manifested is where you'll find that and some of my freedom keeping i i kind of still am quite bold and that's part of me um but if you want to find the homeschool admin it's at the homeschool admin on instagram or the homeschooladmin.com you can check out my website and if you need any help i'm there for you you can schedule a free mini consult to basically get down to some in- you can share what you need and i can share what i can do um and just yeah that's where I am most of the time. Oh, if you're in the state of Maine, you can join and you're a homeschooler or wanting to homeschool, you can join Maine Homeschool and Freedom Network. And that is where we um, connect and where, where, where I'm sharing with my community there over, I think, 800 people, homeschoolers now. So amazing. Yeah. I was just about to say how many people you have in that because I know it's a lot and that's freaking incredible. I'm just so yeah. proud of you. Yeah, it's just, it's a growing community and I, um, you know, I'm just really hopeful that we can all thrive in our new sort of, in this new realm that, that some of us are forced into, some of us are choosing to be, and some of us have always been destined to be homeschoolers, so, yeah. Thank you so much, love. You. We did it again with the hour and a half episode. I regret nothing. <laughs> Everyone, I hope you did enjoy this. Definitely go follow Maria at mama.manifested or at the homeschool admin. I'll put it all in the show notes for you all to connect and just feel Gloria and Maria's love so, so soon. So thank you again. Love you.